Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is November 6, 2019. It's a new day. It's Wednesday. We're right in the middle of a, a I want to say, a very fast week. It seems like with the time change, I'm still like, well, the time just changed. And that was like those three days ago. But here I am, still waking up really early. But I'm kind of loving this little pocket of time. But today, today's show, how awareness of certain thoughts can bring more meaning to our relationships. And I know we don't think about relationships as being a decision, but it's a decision that we make, that we make every single day. We are there. Think about that for a minute. Think about like your job. Think about your partner. Every day. Somewhere inside of us, we are making decisions to show up there. And when you can look at your relationship as a decision that you make and that you made, it will completely change the dynamics of the way your brain thinks about it. It was like the story I told you yesterday about how, you know, I was taking care of my daughter and I'm rushing through life thinking there's this deadline. The only deadline is the enjoyment of that relationship or at least trying to or naturally feeling that. But it is It was a decision I made to say, hey, you know what? I don't want to miss a moment of this. But two people who meet in life as adults and then are together do not deserve a rolling of the eyes. Like, oh, yeah, him. Or, oh, yeah, her. Because now what you are really doing is taking away from a decision you made. And if you take away from one decision, what happens? And everything else is like, yeah, well, that thinks too. And that thinks too. And I remember there was a guy at the gym. This had to be more than 10 years ago. And I was hanging on this machine like literally hanging and he walks by and someone asks him how he's doing and he's like same bleep another day and I thought you know he'd want to think like that at that time and then one day I realized this woman that's always training with a trainer was his wife and she's like really happy and then I saw them together and they were really happy So I was like, why would he talk like that? Where does that attitude come from? 
And as I got to know him, I realized that he just had a bad day. And that's okay. But if that were his every day, nobody was going to be happy. But taking and accounting that when the decision is made by both people, you're both aware of the fact, aware is the operative word, of the fact that you guys made a decision to be together. Yeah, it may feel like a scary process because nobody can predict the future. And we all know that we don't want to really leave that person or break up or be separated. All of that stuff kind of scary. We learn to navigate that over time with each other as we build trust in the process. But also viewing it as an honorable process, like, wow, I made this decision and it is an honor. It feels as an honor to me to be here with you. When we use that language, these are game changers because what it does is it takes our mind from, I hope this works out. I'm always scared. I'm insecure. What if this person leaves me? What if I didn't make the right decision? It turns you into fighters. Fierce fighters and warriors towards your relationship. These bonds of saying, I made a decision. It may feel scary at times, but I believe I have the tools to be here and handle whatever comes up. And I look at it as an honor to be here and I will fight for my relationship over and above what I think I want I would be willing to listen to the other person's point of view I am willing to make decisions based on it and we will never put each other in a position of ultimatums unless it's a life or death situation. You want the best for your life individually and together. When we can think like that, we don't have any vested interest in winning over the person we love. Because if we're winning, that means they're losing something. It takes away the feeling like you're fighting for yourself, even within a relationship, that you feel alone, even within a relationship. But the team part is the only part that drives the two of you. What can I do that can build even greater strength? 
even greater security. What vulnerabilities do I have that I now feel like I have a strong enough foundation to face? Because they're going to come up. But if you're looking for them, it is different than them showing up and surprising you like, God, why do I feel so scared? Oh, my gosh, she doesn't love me anymore. Oh, this is going, yeah, and you're just, you, you get into a tizzy. I know people who were friends that really did love each other in the relationship sense. But the relationship part of it was so big for them that they couldn't face being in a relationship because all their insecurities bubbled up. But if they were just friends, they can kind of grow with each other, through each other, but without their own baggage finding its way into the relationship in a different way, in a vulnerable way. And I was only talking to one of the two partners, and it was the woman. And I said, you know, that's when you really know that you're safe is when you can walk in and you're willing to settle at half safety, meaning I can talk about it, but I don't need anything back. He's just my friend. And I can just say what I want because if I were in a relationship with this person, I would be too self-conscious. And I thought, that's so weird. Why would you, in your lifetime, take away from a relationship that you would love to have because you are scared to be scared if you were in a relationship that you would not be loved for who you are. Yes, you are already loved for who you are or the other person wouldn't be there. I would bet my life that they most likely have the same thoughts or they wouldn't be there. And either they're waiting for you or they probably are dealing with themselves in the same way. Where you say, well, we tell each other everything. This is like ready-made, right? The, the meal's already made. You just have to cook it. But it really taught me something about levels of insecurity that when we go back to saying this is a decision we made, just like you made a decision to be in that friendship, but is that friendship just a, like, smoking mirror for what is really inside of your heart because we can't really argue that hard with something inside of our heart once we know somebody because now they're not just one dimensional there's three dimensions right they're they're a person you see them as a worker or a parent or a friend or you know there's all these different layers that you've seen this person navigate through life in and you're good with it. You're good. You're like, hey, you know what? This is cool. As opposed to, oh, I would never, ever want that in my life. I like that this person is my friend, but 
I would never want them to be any closer because what goes on in their life, I can't handle. That's different. Because now, again, decisions are being made every day. But what happens when we make decisions? Like we made a decision. We're taking a full accounting of the fact that I did not just land here. I like being here. I love this person. I feel like I can endure what life has to offer with this person. Other things start to happen. And it's it's a natural progression. But you start to create a way to disagree. Because you already know, you're wise enough to see that, hey, you know what? I'm with this person and yes, I love them. However, I know there's going to come a day where we disagree. And like any good insurance policy, you usually don't need it if you have it. It's when we don't have it that we need it, right? But we need to create a way to disagree. Like saying things like, I know that that's how you feel about whatever. And this is how I feel about it. Let's give it time and see where we land. Imagine. Sometimes when we disagree, we start holding fort. And then we start throwing arrows. And then we want to be right because we don't want to look like we're not right. And instead, we just say, hmm, time will tell us. Imagine even taking just that thought and having a conversation with your child. Because definitely we disagree with our kids, especially when they're teenagers. It's their hardest time. And it's our hardest time as parents. It's everybody's challenge. But imagine telling a child whose mind is forming on how to deal and navigate life once they're no longer with you. Let's give it time. I can see that we both have different points of view. Let's see what time tells us. I get where you're coming from. I know you get where I'm coming from. So at the very least, we can see each other's point of view, but we don't agree on it yet. So we haven't hit a middle ground. But let's give it time. Let's see how you feel once you digest what I've said. And let me see how I feel once I digest what you have said. Even saying that relaxes my heart. Even saying that, just I'm just talking about it, but it makes me feel good. Because it gives us space to be there without all the baggage of our past interfering with our present. And somehow when we are fear today, like we are fear, F-A-I-R, fear, not F-E-A-R. When we are fear today with how we approach decisions, how we approach disagreements, what happens in our brain 
is that all the stuff that happened prior to today, when we revisit it in our mind, like an old memory comes up or something from the past comes up, we tend to look at it that way as well. Like we say things to ourselves like, hey, you know what? That did stink when it happened. I definitely didn't like it. I can't believe that that person was not even aware that they affected me that way. And over time, I kind of held on to it because maybe I didn't resolve it. But I'm ready to look at that. I'm ready to say that that person doesn't even remember what they did or said to me. And I've been holding on to this because it did hurt my feelings. I felt stupid at the time that I didn't know what they were talking about or that I didn't do something or that they didn't like what I did enough to really download on me. But you know what? It kind of shaped my behavior. From that, I thought I better be more clear from now on. From that, I started to think that I can turn things around again and say, hey, you know what? Let me go back to the fork in the road. What part of that was my doing? And then when you see that and you say, hey, you know what? That was so many years ago and I'm okay with it. I am able to just let it go. I'm ready for that. Now it's small enough for me to do that just because I had this talk with myself. And the same is true in relationships. There's couples, when I when I did couples, although I did did take one this past weekend, but when you take a couple and the minute you say go, they're arguing. You know, why are you here? What do you want back from this visit? What are you hoping for? But then the minute you ask, they start at the beginning, like the first thing that ever happened between them in the relationship. And I'm like, wow, how long have you two been together? We really are going back to the first thing, which means the first thing wasn't solved, which means that whatever came after that actually never got solved because there was no healing in the very beginning. In addition to the classes about truth, love, and purity that I was talking about yesterday to teach young people, we need classes and how to disagree. How to save ourselves from harboring and investing in our pain over our successes. Like, well, yeah, that was easy. Oh, yeah, that was fine. But this, and then they go on and on as though they're talking about two different people. And the person's sitting right there. But the realizations, when you are sitting in front of someone and you are talking, when one says to the other, wow, I didn't know you felt that way. Do you know how healing that is to say that to someone? I did not know you felt that way. So you make a decision, you honor the process, 
You fight for the relationship. You find a way to disagree. What else can we do once we say we've made a decision? We can put parameters and boundaries on language and our actions when we are in disagreement. Meaning, because if you talk about this in the beginning and it happens, you won't do these things. So you'd be like, hey, we talked about that. I'm not supposed to hit a wall, hit the person, swear at them, minimize them, personally attack them. Because those are all our chosen red zone items, right? You create a zone and you call it the red zone. And there are things you never want to do to each other, ever. I will not minimize you. I will not hurt your feelings because I'm hurt. I would rather admit that I am hurt and we deal with it. I will not call you names that you will never forget and throw at me for the rest of our lifetime together. When we disagree, we can easily say things like, hey, you know what? What is it you disagree about? Okay, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, well, this is what I'm thinking. Hey, you know what? Now that I know what you're thinking, I actually am okay. We don't even need to go any further. That's much different than a person feeling like if nobody got their point, they were invalidated. So you create a red zone of things that are just going to be respected and that you won't subject the relationship to. It amazes my brain to no end how we have been teaching ourselves through each other, through teachers, through mentors, through families. Everything but the stuff we needed. We don't talk about relationships. We just do them and cross our fingers. And if we're happy, they're working. And if we're not, they're not. And there's like no middle ground. We do the same thing with money. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about investments. We don't talk about future. We just want to provide a future for our kids. I'm working for you. But we don't talk about money as a tool or what it is. It's one of those subjects that everyone thinks everyone else knows more about. And relationships is another one. Raising kids is another one. Even with all the books, the books are just, they go into so much detail. When all you need to talk about and live by are the three golden rules of Christ. At least I'm looking at them, the three pillars, truth, love, and purity. If there's any filter, and I remember when I very first saw Christ and I was writing like crazy, like I was writing like three, four hours a day. I couldn't stop. It would hit me in the daytime. It would hit me in the nighttime. It would just keep hitting me to the point where I felt like other things I was doing was interrupting with the writing. And every time I'd write, like, those three or four pages, I would say things to myself, like, gosh, what else could I write about this? 
Love and purity. It just keeps going on and on. And yet I would sit there and three or four pages, single spaced, would come out. And it taught me to think through our thoughts and just understanding. Forget anything else you do. Just simple understanding that any relationship you are in, you have consciously or unconsciously or both made a decision to be there. And it is one of the biggest decisions you will ever make. Anything that you choose to come into your life Every single day. That's going to define you one way or another. It's going to define who you are, how you deal with conflict, how you honor the process you are in. Are you a fighter or a victim? Do you think you are a fighter acting like a victim? You did this to me. You did that to me. And you think you're fighting for yourself. And what you don't realize is throwing that and dumping that on another person is only going to alienate you. Because what is the other person going to do to fix that? That's your issue. And if you can't see that, how hard it is for the other person to deal with you. Because now you put yourself in the victim box looking like you're fighting for yourself. Because when you fight for yourself, what happens? You are no longer fighting for the relationship. You're not. Now it's a pointing fingers match. And those are exhausting. You're pointing fingers at everyone else but yourself and you can't see it. So the other person, and I always call this one of God's greatest moves, pulls you out of the situation. Even if you want to stay, somehow you're out because the other person has to learn by going into yet another relationship And then yet another relationship that they're the one causing the issues. Not the people that are in the revolving door. So really be honest about the decision you made. Am I honoring the process that belongs to the decision that I made? Am I fighting for the relationship or do I need my own sunlight in this relationship and I don't want to share that? It's really interesting. Can we even agree on a way to disagree? Because that's going to be your first agreement. Do I break the boundaries and the perimeters that we put 
on our actions when we're in a disagreement to show how mad I am? Because once you do that, all bets are off. You're going to do that all the time. And then not only are you going to fight about what you disagree about, but you're going to fight about breaking the perimeters and boundaries of the disagreement. Is there something in you that needs to disagree all the time? It all goes back to self-accounting. It all goes back to truth and love and purity. Just like, you know, even the teaching of our children, even the reshaping of how our world can be. These are new frames for new mindsets. And they're not new mindsets in the fact that none of us ever heard this before, knew this before. But when we put it together as usable information, it is reframed. It is a new picture. It is a new way to think. Even when we're just dealing with ourselves, you know, and a lot of people fight themselves. I can't do that. That's not for me. Everybody else. You got to tell that voice to be quiet because it's not your natural voice. Our natural voice fights for us. And when we get scared of the fight, we use the other voice, the one that's telling us it's better. There is a difference when we fight for ourselves and when we fight for the third entity in a relationship, and that's the relationship. And on that note, I already ran out of time, although I can talk about relationships for days. And I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.